That's where I spent my time. And then when you get a book on a new toy, mm-hmm. well, I spend time reading it. I cannot tell a lie. Have you been making adjustments on the size and the color, or have you gotten that that part? No, the size of the type is fine. Okay. And the brightness, I I preset. Okay. And now I'm I'm learning how not to have to go back into options when I first go in. I have to reset the light. Okay. And now I I realize because I read something, I don't have to go back into my options. I just touch something in the upper right-hand corner of the screen, and it will automatically do it for me. I mean, these things are just incredible, Walden. You are a smart bunny rabbit. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's not much larger than a paperback book in area. It's less than an inch thick. It's probably less than half an inch thick. And it will do everything except bake bread for me. How to wait? Does it, would you feel tired holding it for an hour? No. Okay. No. Okay. I mean, it's only it's it's ounces. It's not even pounds. It's ounces. Where's my box? Where's my box? What did I do with my box? Where's my box? Help me! Help me! Oh, here it is. Over to nope. the left. Over to the left. There it is. There it is. It's just on the other side of my computer, mm-hmm. and it is. It it weighs less than a book. So I would say. I would say it's about the same weight as a paperback book would be. Yep. I was was asking mom a couple days ago, would she be open to getting something like that? She would be, so I think that will be something we need to watch over the next year or so. See uh, prices drop and things like that. Mm -hmm. Well, the prices on the Kindle have already dropped, and there are some earlier models of the Nook that have really gone down. This one I thought I would like because of the extra lighting features. Uh-huh. And it, so far it really looks like it, it was the right choice for me. Good. But it's simple to use. And, you know, with, with a book, it, it's kind of, you, you kind of have to juggle it. With, I, I tend to read paperback books. Um, they're a lot cheaper <laughs> and, and they're a lot easier to store. They're smaller than the hard copies. But you have to kind of, you have to hold on to both sides of it and figure out a way to keep right. the book open. And with this, it, you, it just kind of fits in your hand and mm-hmm. you look at it like you're, you're looking at a picture frame. And so it's much more comfortable to hold than a book. And it's about the same weight as a book, maybe just a little bit heavier. So, you know, it, it is just really pretty cool. You know what's going to happen? That's just probably what? how new papers will all be delivered. They're going to be on the Nooks and the Kindles eventually. They already are. Yeah. I'm not surprised. People subscribe yep. and they show up and you turn it on and mm-hmm. there is your newspaper every day. Um, I guess the biggest so thing anyway, is going gonna to be... Well, your eye feel strained looking at this after you've been working on a computer all day. How 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 somebody's eyes are gonna be looking at one of these devices at night for a while? It's comparable to looking at print on the computer, which okay. is where I was reading. Okay. Anyway, okay. I I am you know I'm fond of old books. And I know. Old everything. And I go to the Gutenberg dot org site. Right. That's a place everybody who wants to see or listen to. They've got an awful lot of books that are recorded. Mm-hmm. 
and they're old books. So you get the classics, and um, I got Chesterton's series, a whole bunch, the Father Brown series. Right. He wrote, um, I don't know how many short stories with Father Brown, and uh, they're they're kind of simplistic, but they're nice, they're fun, and they're period, and they're England. They got all of the charm that happened in that period of time. So I've downloaded a whole bunch of those and I read them on the computer. So now I've just moved them over to the Nook and it's a whole lot easier to read from a Nook than it is to read on the computer. Mm -hmm. The unfortunate thing is that when I read on the computer, I sit up, even though it's a laptop. I don't put it on my lap and hunk down and read. I mean, it's just not, not... too terribly comfortable but so then I don't fall asleep I'll get to the end of a book or at the end of a short story and I'll say okay it's time to pack it in I am falling asleep I fall asleep when I read a book I fall asleep you know because I'm lying down Mm -hmm. and it's at the end of the day and my eyes fall down you know (laughs) so So I'm going to have to watch out if the the nook doesn't have to go out we're going to have it make sure it hit yeah, yeah as long as it's in bed yeah. with me, it's cool. Yeah. yeah. So, I'll be fine. Yeah. But anyway, it's it's nifty. I'm really going to enjoy this. Oh, so I went to visit the library site today. Mm-hmm. Did I tell you this? It's going to take me longer to figure out how to download books than it was to set up the, <laughs> the unit. <laughs> and I don't know. I, it really is going to turn out to be a very simple process. It just unnerves me when I have to download a program in order to do this. You know? Yeah. You should be able to just say, hello, could I please have this book? Yeah. My computer says it's okay to send it, <laughs> but it's a little more complicated than that. Sure. I'm I don't know how they, the the system itself, downloading is fine. What happens is that I probably have to return it, but I don't know how to do that. And I say that because when I was looking at the index Mm -hmm. of the manual that I got, there's one in there that says returning books to the library. So I'm guessing that it's not like it self-destructs. That's what you would think. A lot of them would have that feature, but okay. Yeah. I think that would be really cool. I don't know how they would build it into a download, though. That's what happens with um, a a movie DVD. You get a particular number of views and then, oh, done. And you can't copy it, of course. You can't transfer it. I'm sure there are people out there who have figured out how to do it. I'm just not sophisticated enough to even know how to get past a CD that doesn't want me to copy something. I did, however, oh, here's a hint. Occasionally, I will have a CD with shows that I cannot copy. I can't transfer them. I can't copy them to my desktop. I just can't. However, I have discovered that if I click on them and have them begin to play in iTunes, I can drag and drop from iTunes and make a copy. So I just put in a little middle step, and then I'm able to do that. You are smart. So this is good. You are smart. Yeah, this is good. Well, I, I still have a couple of, just a couple of Christmas leftovers. So could I kind of sneak them in? Please in do. between, squirrels have thumbs and Halloween candy, you know? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. All right. Christmas. 
during the first year of Franklin Delano Roosevelt's three-term presidency, the White House received so many Christmas cards that they had to hire a staff just to handle the incoming mail. <laughs> That's good. Now, you That's know, the good. American people had a great deal of faith in this man. Yep. You do not get that kind of response. Human, this, this was human, I live in America and I'm rolling up my sleeves and I'm going to work yep. type America who sent the president these Christmas cards. Yep. And you know that they really wished him well when you start getting a flood like that. Now, this one really tickled me. Each president has personal Christmas cards that are printed up. Right. Some of them, uh, one set goes to the staff, one set goes to intimate friends, it, but they're, they're personal and sure. they're for the president. Dwight D. Eisenhower painted six of the eight Christmas gift prints that he gave to his White House staff. Hmm. I didn't know he I had. Did, I, I did not I, know he had an artistic foil. That's just what I was going mm -hmm. to say. If I had been just a split second sooner, we yep. would have said um, it together. Mm -hmm. Just amazing. All right, so I gave you Alexander the Great already. I thought that was really a, a, a pretty clever deal. You have sure. to come to work clean shape. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> we, don't, we don't care about dress down Fridays. We so. just need you clean shaven. Oh my goodness! You're in the middle of a war, and you got enemies coming at you from both sides. Well, it takes a while to grow a beard that somebody could grab, though. Well, I forget what general, uh, English general when he started the American Revolution. He made sure he brought one piano with him, so he took brought it, have him ship it from England to America. That way, he could play. Does that strike you as a little peculiar? Well, it's a different time. I mean, even. Even if you read some history books about the American people bought their picnic lunches to go watch the battle. Uh, that I knew. You know? And that, that's macabre. Yeah. I mean, that, that's just, or macabre, I guess is the way you pronounce it. It's, um, it's not macabre. It's, macabre. oh, there's a word. Yeah. It, it's just demented mm -hmm. to set up a picnic and watch people kill each other. Yeah. Uh, that, that goes back to the lions in the arenas. Yep. Chewing throwing, up people for throwing, dinner. Throwing the Christian in there, yeah. Throwing the Christians and yeah. the gladiators yeah. who could not finish and leave until one of them was dead. Yeah. Oh, my yeah. gosh. But that's sick. That is sick. Okay. All right. Now, we, we got... I don't know who went around and measured some of these. With the, This one is 2%. Fewer than 2% of all the people in the world can lick their elbows. Why would anybody care? Um, the tissue roll manufacturers? I don't know. <laughs> no, tissue roll doesn't have anything to do. I mean, why would, why would somebody go around and say, can you lick your elbow and do enough of a cross-section test to be able to come back and say two out of a hundred people. Can you imagine that? Two out of every hundred people yeah. can lick their elbows. What that sentence makes people do is to try to lick their elbows after they read I this. just grab my elbow to see if I can even get close <laughs> to my mouth. I can't. I rest my case. Yeah. So they really didn't have to do any survey. All they had to do was come up with this dopey sentence yep. that says you can't lick your elbow yep. and everybody would try and they'd yep. say, okay, two out of this hundred can do it. I can't do it. Oh my gosh. Oh my God! And I'm really I mean, flexible. Actually, I can get on. I can get on the floor, 
and put my knees and everything, and my legs, everything behind my neck. I'm very flexible, but I can't do anything about getting my uh, elbows that way. Hmm. I can't either. You know, I can cross my legs and just bend over yeah. and put my head on the floor. Yep. You know, that kind of stuff. Right. And, but... My elbow? I can't really get there. <laughs> you know, I can put my arm behind my back and, yeah. and reach up and almost touch my neck. Right. I can do so that. I, if, but, so I'm, I'm flexible, but my yeah. elbow? My elbow doesn't have any business being that close to my mouth. I, I wonder, where's where the top part of your arm? Is, it that, is that the femur the, uh, from the shoulder down to the elbow? Oh, that's the... Um, whatever. Okay. Whatever that oh. bone is. I, I think if there are people who can work it... Might have really short bones that way. I mean, I, I can't imagine that they would be able to do it otherwise. Yeah, there's either that or they have giraffe tongues. I guess so. I have a big, <laughs> I, I have a big upper torso. I'm very, you know, I'm short. You're yeah, you're I'm short. Fat. I'm short from the weight down. Okay, I don't have a lot of legs, but I'm big. You know, upper torso part. Yeah. You know. So if you were reversed, um, maybe, you maybe. should be able to lick, you that's be that's able what to I'm lick your knees. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. You can lick your knees, yeah. right? Yeah. I can do that. I can lick my knees. I can do that. Yeah. But it specifies elbow. Right. So oh, you know we the other You know the other story is? You, you know how you know you can measure your foot by put, put by putting your foot between your the or we, the crevice of your elbow up to the wrist, it will make it will give you the actual mm -hmm. dimension of your foot. Yep, Da Vinci came up with this entire um, you know, set of of regulations. It's it's like, oh gosh, what did we say? Okay, from from tip of finger to tip of finger, you know, whichever yeah. is the wingspan. Put, your, yeah. put uh -huh. your arms out. Right. And that cross section. Oh dear me! It can't be how tall you are. Maybe it is two and a half feet. Yeah, it probably is how tall I am. I have to stretch out a and and you measure from the tip of your nose to the bridge of your nose, and it matches uh -huh. something else. And uh -huh. you go, oh my goodness! He did this whole list of how the human body matches up. Wow! All right, all right. Um. What else here? Um, I just want to give you one more. One more really good one. Mm -hmm. One more really good one. Okay, here we go. In Armenia, the Armenian people, traditional Christmas Eve meal consists of fried fish, lettuce, and spinach. This is one more reason to be grateful we live in America. Amen. Amen. Yuck! I mean, yeah. I mean, wow. At least it's fried fish and not dried fish. I guess so. I mean, fried fish, I could, I could deal with that, but dried fish, no. Yeah. Lettuce and spinach. I mean, I like lettuce I and know. I like spinach. And I like fried fish, mm -hmm. but put all together, doesn't really make much of a meal. And that's your Christmas meal. Eve. Yeah, that's I Christmas Eve dinner. Yeah. Hey, it's a heck of a lot easier to fix them. Big turkey dinner. Maybe they've got the right idea after all. Sure. I mean, what did they do? Put lettuce in a bowl and spinach on top of it? I guess so. Stick the fish between. I, you know what? I'll bet it does all go together. Mm 
you know, a bed of lettuce and spinach, or, or and then fried fish and spinach on top of the fish. I bet it's a three-decker. I, I, it's a triple-decker sandwich. Yeah. Huh. Well, <clears throat> it's almost six o'clock already. <clears throat> How did we do this? We were going to leave early tonight, <laughs> weren't we? Well, this is early. I mean, six o'clock in the morning. Man, I wasn't here. too sure how we were going to be at the beginning of the show. I don't know why we pick up steam, what we do. I know, and then and then I can't shut it off. So I'm up until nine o'clock in the morning, ten o'clock in the morning. <laughs> so should we play our music and tell the family we'll talk to them Monday? I think so. Okay. And then. During the week, or the weekend, oh, we're going to be back Monday, huh? Yeah, yeah. So we've got Sunday, and then, so I got one day off? Yep, you got a double, you got a day off. One day. You don't yeah. get any days no. off. I get, uh, but I deserve more than one. I know, because you work. I get play. I'm, I'm, I'm so delicate, you know? I need this stuff. You, I play. So, I play, you work. Mm, I don't think so. I know, sure. But, I'll take it, if that's the way you want to describe it. Yes, that's yeah. cool. Yeah. I can deal with that. Okay, and then on Monday night, we will go over our nominations list, and mm -hmm. you can tell me which five you want, and I'll tell you which five I would vote for. Okay. And um, no matter what happens, let's foist some awful shows. We're going to do it. <laughs> We're going to do it. I can oh get some action. Bill Reno's on tape number one. Hey, Cam, yeah. what's that thing called Patricia's Awful Show? It must be a brand Patricia's new show. Awful show. Yeah. Yes. Um, I, oh, my goodness. That's going to set off some bullets, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor Bill. We'll have to just give him a heads up on this first. Oh, I don't think so. I think we'll get surprised him. He won't oh, know. Well, really? <laughs> I mean, some of these are really bad, you know. I'm so disappointed that my, my second file looks like it has been consumed. So I have to start over again on a, on volume two. I have to start all over again. So. Well, hey, gives you something to do for 2.13. Yeah, well. Well, thank you for being with us, everybody, and hanging with us. It is now the middle of the morning on the East Coast <laughs> instead of the middle of the night on the West Coast. Um, we'll be back Monday night, 10.30. I hope you can be with us. Thank you, everybody, for calling. That's right. And we'll Walden be with playing with you up there. I know. I'm just lazy. Most people do off there. But I don't do it that way. So There you go. Say good night. Good night, Walden. Good night, Patricia. You and, have a wonderful night. And, and we'll be talking to Stuart Cannon tonight, everybody. Tune in. That's right. That's Tune right. In. Stuart Cannon. Yeah. Jack Benny show. The little boy who played the violin That's better right. than Jack Benny, according to Fred Allen, anyway. <laughs> that ignited the feud between the two of them. And, uh, gosh, he's a nice person to talk with. So, Absolutely. I'm finished. Good night, everybody. Good night, Walden. Good night, Patricia. And we love you all very, very, very much. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Here we go. Just make your mind up. The piper must be paid. The party's over. The candles flicker and dim You danced and dreamed through the night 
it seemed to be right just being with him now The party's over It's all over My friend Now you must wake up All dreams must end Take off your makeup The party's over Jaws for Windows is ready Skype trademark 8 all page down it's Menu bar Skype all Monday, December 31st, 2012. Can you believe it, Patricia? The year is almost done. No. Whimper, whimper, whimper. No, <laughs> I cannot. My gosh, I keep saying I'm not finished with February yet. Well, I did. I'm really good. Now I'm up to March. You're making progress. I'm making progress, but I think I have to go away before I can catch up to tonight. So. <laughs> You'll be, yeah. then that way you'll be dead even. Well, I hope so. I hope I can keep it up. <laughs> <laughs> I'll see if I can do a better job this year. So, how are you? I am fine. You've got something cooking at your house. Prime rib, and Mama said it's almost ready, so we're going to start off early, everybody, with a radio show. And that way I can eat with the family and not rush a prime rib around here. Oh, boy, I hope you bring some back for us. Oh, there's plenty of here, so I'm expecting you to be here in three hours, Patricia. Wait a minute. 
Jet don't fly that fast from Fort Myers. It would take you probably by two. Time you make to the airport over here, I think it'd be two o'clock. I, I think I'd have to get out of here first. <laughs> oh, that's right. You have to pack. Yeah, it's hard to get a straight through dealie. I think I'd have to change at least once, maybe twice. Everything Pri seems to go to Atlanta first. Not everything. Private jet. Well, can you a private jet? Way to go. Yeah. <laughs> and primary dinner on the other end? Whoa. I think I'm going to like this. Well, we're going to play a radio show. I didn't get chance chance to transfer the first one correctly. So, Patricia, what we're going to feature is the one from 48, December 28th of 48 first. Okay, that's cool. And this is our New Year's Eve special. You want to you wanna let the family know which one you picked out here? Sure, I picked out the, um, the show named The New Year's Eve Dance that was played on December 28th, 1948. And if my memory serves, I didn't listen to this one today, but my memory tells me that there's a cute ending to this. And, uh, well, there's always a cute ending, but you know, it made me smile. Because no matter what happened, they were just enjoying themselves. So, um, Walden is going to put this in. We're going to listen to it. And when it's over and he's finished... We will be back, and we'll be able to say Happy New Year to everybody. Could I do one more thing? We do. All right. For our theme, and you can think about it, it's the last day of our shows in 2012. It's the last day of everything in 2012. So we'd love to be able to say Happy New Year to as many of you as possible. So we're going to do, uh, as we have done before, a little bit faster in the beginning and then call back and we can have regular conversations. So Happy New Year is going to be our theme. But, Walden, for you and now for everybody, I looked up a load of Snoopy stuff. Hooray! So, whatever you remember about Snoopy, that will be part of our conversation tonight, too. So, now we have to let Walden go have his dinner. It will be Fibber McGee and Molly from December 28, 1948. We will be back in about a half an hour, and we're going to have a great time. Thanks, Patricia. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye. There she goes. And here we go. The Johnson's Wax Program with Fibber McGee and Molly. The makers of Johnson's Wax and Johnson's Self-Polishing Glow Coat present Fibber McGee and Molly with Bill Thompson, Gail Gordon, Arthur Q. Bryan, and me, Harlow Wilcox. The script is by Don Quinn and Phil Leslie. Music by the Kingsmen and Billy Mills Orchestra. What would it cost to fix up a room in your house? You know, make it a more attractive place to live in. Well, it could cost a lot of money, but Johnson's Paste Wax can improve a room more than you'd believe possible for less than a dollar. Imagine the floors in your living room so glossy, so clear and bright that they shine like a mirror. Imagine the beauty and warmth such polished floors would bring to everything in that room. That's exactly what happens when you use Johnson's Paste Wax. Your room is more beautiful than you thought possible. Johnson's Paste Wax protects your floors, too. Forms a hard shield over that surface that dirt can't penetrate. And it's very easy to clean. Next time you're at the store, pick up a pound of genuine Johnson's Paste Wax. There's none other quite like it. 
No other wax can bring such lustrous beauty to the floors of your home in exactly the same way. Johnson's Paste Wax. Well, tonight is the big formal dance of the season at the country club, and only the cream of Wistful Vista Society is invited. The cream line, however, seems to be a trifle lower this year, <laughs> because look who's going to be the guests of Mayor Trivia at the affair. Yes, Fibber McGee and Molly. Imagine us going to the country club dance, McGee. And his guests of the mayor himself, no less. Yep. Zipper my dress up the back, will you, dearie? Sure. Turn around. Ah, there you are. Hey, how's my tuxedo look? Okay? Wonderful. Only stand up straight, dearie. Hmm? You're getting your shoulders in more curves than Highway 66. <laughs> I'll straighten up when I get to the club. No use wasting my strength now. <laughs> you sure the single-breasted coat looks okay, though? Lots of the new tuxedos have double-breasted coats, and I don't want to look the like a... The single-breasted jacket is still fine. Men's former clothes don't change much anyhow. No? The difference between one soup and fish and another soup and fish is superficial. <laughs> there, how do I look now? Ah, beautiful. Hey, look, baby. If you can sneak away from that old duck you're married to tonight, let you and me have a couple of dances, huh? Well, I'm sorry, sir, but my husband is terribly jealous. Yeah? He'd never let me dance with a handsome stranger like you. He'd simply... I'll get it. Oh, you beautiful girl. Who is it, McGee? Delivery boy. Gee whiz, Molly, that Latrivia is a wonderful host, you know what? Look, he sent you some flowers. Oh, how nice. Yeah. A beautiful carnation. A carnation? Yeah. Oh, and look, an orchid for me. I'll trade you. Okay. I like carnations anyhow. Hey, we ought to leave pretty soon, you know that. I told the trip we'd meet him at his house at 8 o'clock. At we'll his go... house? Aren't we driving out to the country club? No, nope. we're going to leave our car at the trivia's and ride out to the country club with him in his private limousine. Heavenly days get us. <laughs> You ever see that 40-foot Cadillac he rides around in? With the two police sergeants in the front seat splashing mud on all the traffic cops? <laughs> I hope we pass 14th and Oak because there's a cop directs traffic there I'd like to... Come in. Oh, it's the old-timer, McGee. Hello, Mr. Old-timer. Hi there, old-timer. Hello there, kids. <laughs> hey, Johnny, what you all dressed up for? Fit to kill? <laughs> We're going out in society tonight, old-timer. The country club dance. At the country club. With Mayor Latrivia. We're his guests. Is that so? Oh, I love parties, kids. I mind one time Papa threw the party and made over $300. Yeah, it must have been a pretty big party. 220 pounds. Fellow named Monaghan. Oh. <laughs> Papa threw him down our cellar steps, hit a water pipe, and busted it. Yeah. Water flooded the basement, come up over the top of the furnace, put the fire out, and froze. Yeah. Papa opened the first indoor skating rink in town and made himself a fortune. <laughs> A small fortune. <laughs> well, this will be a little different tonight. This is a very high-class dance with all... The oh, society. I know just what you mean, Johnny. I used to travel around with all the society people myself when I lived in New York. You in society? Yep, I went every place with them. The Morgans, the Vanderbilt. My gosh, you went around with that crowd? What were you, a rich kid? Nope, a cab driver, Johnny. Oh. <laughs> I drove them all. The Rockefellers, the Astors... 
I even drove the pop of the Dion Cribs one time. My, that must have made you pretty proud. Yep. That was quite a father in my cab. Oh, my God. Then there was another time. I guess you cab drivers have some pretty weird experiences, eh, old time? Well, you said it, Johnny. Why do you believe some of the things us New York cab drivers go through? But I'll tell you a few of them. You will? Yep. Stoplights. <laughs> well, I know you kids want to get around to the party. Have a nice time and happy New Year. Happy New Year. Billy Mills the orchestra, and we were only fooling. a lovely party. Such wonderful music and such nice people. Hey, they're really here, right? That's for sure. There's so many blue bloods here tonight, they had to quit using the pink spotlight on the dance floor. Made everybody look purple. I never met so many important people in my life. Yeah. Aldermen, senators, the Chinese consul, and on the other hand, there's Wallace Wimple. Hello, Mr. Wimple. Oh, hi, Wimple, old man. Hello, folks. <laughs> Isn't this a lovely party, Mr. Wimple? Are you having fun? Oh, am I ever having time. Sweetface and I are playing hide-and-seek. Hide-and-seek? Here at a formal dance? Yes. She wants to dance, and I don't want her, so she keeps looking for me, and I keep hiding. <laughs> I spent 20 minutes once with an arm's reach of her, and she never even saw me there. <laughs> I was behind Dr. Gamble. <laughs> Well, you'd have been safe there with two heavy friends. Don't you like to dance, Mr. Wimple? Oh, yes. But not with Sweetie Face, no. She doesn't steal easily. <laughs> she 
trying to lead my big old wife on a dance floor is like having a snow plow driver trying to write Goosey, goosey, gandy, whitty, blue, wandy, in two feet of slush. <laughs> oh, sweetie face is headed this way. Goodbye now. So long, yes. Shall we dance this dance, uh, sweetheart? Gee, I promised this next one to Senator Finkel, baby. Well, I hope you both enjoy it. You'll make a cute couple out there. No, no, no. I promised him he could dance with you. You seem to be quite smoked with you, since you're the most... Ah, oh, there you are, Molly. I've been looking for you. Oh, it's a lovely party, Mr. Mayor, and we're having a scrumptious time. She said it, Latrib. I ain't seen so many off-the-shoulder dresses or so many off-the-polo-pony faces since I don't know when. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> what I wanted to see you for was to introduce an old friend of mine, the governor of the state, the Honorable Walter M. Archibald. Oh. Governor, two of my very good friends, Mr. and Mrs. Fredbill McGee. How do you do? How do you do? I'm sure you're honorable. Are your highness? <laughs> Hi, Walt. <laughs> I heard a lot about you. Always wanted to ask you confidentially about that little black box with the 200 grand in it that the investigating committee Just found in Just imagine us meeting the government. <laughs> yeah, quite an occasion. Hey, Gov. <laughs> I, uh, <clears throat> I've been telling the governor all about you, McGee, but uh, I don't think he believed me. <laughs> I do now, Latrivia. <laughs> Mrs. McGee, I hope you appreciate the honor of being the mayor's guest tonight. Highness man I know, and <clears throat> possibly the uh, next uh, governor. <clears throat> Delighted to have met you. Good evening. Come, Latrivia. Let's see if we can find my... <laughs> for the governorship, eh? How much of you bet I don't wind up a secretary of state? How much money is there? <laughs> Should we try that again? Can we dance here? You're just stand here and wait for the senator. Let's dance it ourselves, Tootsie. He's Republican anyway, so he's used to sitting him out. Well, it's a rumble, McGee. So what? I can rumble. After all, you merely shut your eyes and imagine you're a Chevy Coupe hauling a half-ton trailer with a wobbly wheel. (laughs) Some fun, eh? Oh, I just love to dance. Of course, some of the new rhythms are tricky, but I... Oh, say, look at Mr. Wilcox. Huh? Where? Dancing with that beautiful girl over there to the left. Is that his wife? Nah... That's old man McDonald, the president of the Third National Bank's wife. Oh, dear? Mm-hmm. Let's dance past him and see what he's saying. Well, that's kind of snoopy, kiddo, but nobody's a bigger snoop than I am. Let's go. Oh, do tell me more, Harlow. Well, I happen to know I'm very good authority, Genevieve, that all the floors, woodwork, and furniture in the country club are treated with Johnson's paste wax. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my gosh, this is just a lot of drivel. Let's go. I want to hear this. You see, there's a tremendous investment in this club, Genevieve. So naturally, they want the finest kind of wood surface protection that money can buy. And that, naturally, is Johnson's Paste Wax. Uh-huh. Well, let's not talk any more business. You're such a splendid dancer. Those little extra steps you take. Oh, well, I'm sort of an expert on extra steps, too. 
because Johnson's paste wax makes housework so much simpler that extra steps are practically obsolete. Makes furniture and woodwork so easy to clean and keep clean. Dust won't cling to it. Fingerprints wipe right off. But... Oh, hello there, Molly. Hiya, pal. Hello, Mr. Wilcox. Hi, Julie. Uh, you folks know Mrs. McDonald? Uh, Genevieve, this is Molly and Fibber McGee. How do you do? Well, how do you do, I'm sure. Hi, Jen. <laughs> how you been? Up to your ears in paste wax? Say, pal, I'm certainly glad I saw you doing the rumba tonight. Oh, really, Mr. Wilcox? Like the way I rumba, Junior? No, but it just reminded me that I've got to get my cocker spaniel back from the kennel tomorrow. <laughs> Boy, will he wag his tail when he sees me again. See you later, folks. <laughs> Wasn't it grand of the mayor to ask us to come tonight, McGee? Such a fine man. So handsome and so dignified. So well-liked, too. Yeah, that's a great kid, Latrivia. With his personality, what I could do for him if I was his campaign manager... Well, well who's campaign manager, Turtleneck? <laughs> oh, hi, Doc. Hello, Dr. Gamble. Isn't this a lovely party? Yes, it is indeed. I never miss these annual dances. You ought to go to a few in between, too, Fatso. <laughs> Confidentially, I've been watching you dance tonight. And there's nothing wrong with your style that you couldn't correct by careful observation of a drunken rhinoceros. Now, McGee, that is simply not correct. The doctor is an excellent dancer. Thank you, my dear. I've seen him dance, too. Oh, yeah? Drag pants? (laughs) You're about as graceful as a three-toed sloth creeping across a bed of hot horseshoes. (laughs) Or in a faster tempo, you look like you just got into a pair of trousers which had been put out to dry on an anthill. Yeah, well, for your information, kidney nappers... Now, boys, boys, boys. Please, now. Not here and not tonight. I'm having too much fun to listen to you two bicker. Well, you're right, my dear. It is a nice party, isn't it? And you two are the guests of the most popular man in town. You are with Latrivia, aren't you? Well, he's with us. (laughs) You know, he's introduced us to simply everybody, Doctor. Even the Chinese consul. Oh, is he here? Yeah, and I wish I'd had more time to talk to him. On account of all the Chinese friends I used to have in San Francisco. McGee, you never told me about having a lot of Chinese friends. I never told you about how I used to spend so much time playing mahjong and singing songs with Ah Fong and Sam Hong with a long bong tong. <laughs> you never did. Well, Lotus Flower, I will, Chop Chop. <laughs> Excuse me while I run over to the refreshment table. It's the only punch I expect to get out of this. <laughs> Please, Doctor, please, don't go. This is extremely interesting. Now, sir, the long bong tong... Uh, what's a tong? A tong, my dear, is a Chinese lodge, sort of a mutual benefit association. Oh? And the long bong was a fine tong. You know, if you had a deeper voice, you'd sound like a toy fire engine. <laughs> <laughs> well, sir, Ah Fong and Sam Hong were heads of the tong, and we used to spend long, long hours playing mahjong in the tong and singing the tong song, You Can't Go Wrong with the Long Bong Tong. <laughs> And when I and Ah Fong and Sam Hong and a thong of long bongs got through with the song and said so long, it was hard on the tong's lungs because you can't go wrong with the long bong tongue. It's a long song. <laughs> 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 
too bad me and our fong split up like that. Yeah, it's too bad they didn't just split you up, fine devil. Sorry, <laughs> McGee, what happened with you and our fong? Oh, I guess I was just a little untactful. It seems that our fong and the whole long bong tong went to the circus one day, and a tiger got loose and got into their box and ate every one of them up, except our fong, who had just stepped out for a sack of lychee nuts. <laughs> you untactful? Well, not knowing about the tiger eating his friends, the next time I see Ma Fong, I says, hi, boy, how are all the fellas? And he just stares at me. Finally, I says to him, I says, what's the matter? I says, the cat got your tongue? <laughs> and he busted in the tears and liked to beat the bajunior out of me, right there, and that's why I'm always so sad. What's the matter? Who is the dark-haired guy standing here just now? The one that kind of sneered and walked away. That, dearie, was the Chinese council. Oh, 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 oh my gosh. Why did somebody tell me? Ah. Heavenly days. What goes on? Looks like the governor's going to make a speech. Pompous old goat, ain't he? Quiet taxpayer. I'd rather hear him than you. Uh, members of the Wistful Vista Country Club, guests, ladies and gentlemen, I, uh, <coughs> I, uh, <coughs> have a little surprise for you, uh, for local lads to sing for us. They have left their work in filling stations, groceries, bookmakers, and laundries at great, uh, uh, personal sacrifice to, uh, 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 they are going to sing an old favorite for us. Uh, well, here they are. The answer to that old question, what has four heads, eight legs, and sings? <laughs> <laughs> oh, brother. <laughs> the King's Men. Makes your floors beautiful and easy to clean in exactly the same way. Now, here's a way to polish your waxed floor in a few seconds. Get Johnson's new Beauty Floor Electric Polisher. The big whirling brush buffs your floors brilliantly. All you do is guide the polisher across the floor. You can buy a Beauty, beauty Floor Electric Polisher from your Johnson dealer or rent one at low cost if you prefer. Ladies and gentlemen, you're going to hear it pretty often in the next two or three days, but nobody is going to be mean it more sincerely than we do when we say Happy New Year. We hope you'll not only have a happy, but a safe New Year. 
because the figures on traffic accidents all over the country are pretty appalling. And they are usually the result of speed and carelessness, so please drive carefully. Remember, you can spend a lot of bitter years explaining to yourself why you are trying to save two minutes. Good night. Good night, all. This is Johnson's Wax and Johnson's Self-Polishing Glow Coat, Western Wisconsin and Brantford, Canada, when you sit on the Gia Mahler each week at this time. Be with us again next Tuesday night, won't you? Good night. This is NBC, the National Broadcasting Company. And at two minutes before eight here on the West Coast, hope everybody's doing well. We'll be getting Patricia here. I'm done with dinner. So let's have a dear Lord, thank you for the opportunity of being here on the station. Bless the family. Bless our friends. Let it be a wonderful New Year, Lord. We ask this in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. Here we go, little Dean Martin. Is snowing and the wind it is blowing, but I can weather the storm. What do I care how much it may storm? I've got my love to keep me warm. I cannot remember. The worst December Just watch those icicles fall What do I care if icicles fall I've got my love to keep me warm Off with my overcoat off with my glove Who needs an overcoat I'm burning with love My heart's on fire And the flame grows higher So I will weather the storm Why do I care How much it may storm I've got my love to keep me warm I thought you ought to know my heart's on fire The flames, they just leap higher So I will weather the storm Why do I care How much It's gone I've got my love To keep me warm I've got my love To keep me warm 
And one minute after uh, eight here on the West Coast, December 31, year 2012, we'll call Patricia now, bring her in to the conversation. Jaws for Windows is ready. Skype Absolutely. trademark eight oh eight down. Converse Ethnet Fred Bernie Global Grace 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 Dot Grace Craig Burn Harlan Bull Hyadu Ikeri Ivan Q Ivan Q Ivan Dot Jason Glick Jerry Head Jerry with Jerry Dot Endages This person does not share their details with favorites Drag Con All Bill Br- Echoes Gloria John Gat Larry Gat Michael Ronnie with Tim Novel Thomas Plus One Bill Grimes Cynthia Dennis R. Frank Rest Jeff Silk Jim Taylor K A C Carolyn Carolyn Grimes Home Phone Patricia You Enter Patricia Hotel Okay, family, we should be back in the saddle. And it's uh, only three after eight here on the West Coast. On the West Coast, here we go again. And it's only, what is it, on the East Coast, it is only... Well, you know, most people don't think the West Coast is this, you know? Neither do I. (laughs) I'm I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Oh my goodness, you left yourself open for that one. <laughs> oh dear, I'm You know, they get down. I mean, all the way, all the TV said, Eastern Standard Time, or whatever, Bill always read, Eastern Central, he never, no, it's the West. Hello there, you're on Aww. the air. Well, I'm on Confused Time. Well, what confused to you, Charles? Well, I turned, tuned in about 10.28 my time. Yeah. And you were talking. Yeah. And I said, what's going on? The website says midnight. I know. <laughs> well, I have on my I have on my calendar that popped up. I've got one of these little doodads. I put stuff on my calendar, and when it comes time, this little thing pops up and gives me the message that I entered, and it says, "10:30, we take over the world." That's what I wrote. <laughs> Happy New Year. Happy New Year, Charles. Happy New Year. You want me to explain what happened? Nope. <laughs> okay, I don't. If you, you, you're pretty smart. I don't have to say two point two equal four. You know, you know the score. Well, sometimes, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you do. Well, I heard you last night, and the way it sounded, I said, okay, maybe Walt. It sounded like you and the Gasman brothers were taking over ten thirty. We are taking over Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Bill is so sick. Oh God. Uh, so we're gonna do the whole week, and I need, I need Patricia to get ready for the interview on Saturday. So she's resting up. And we, we are f- featuring all brand new interviews that we haven't played tomorrow. Kimberly Kaiser, Kay Kaiser's daughter, that John, Larry, and I did. Uh, so let's see, Wednesday is Richard Ehrman, if you know him from TV, uh, the Ray Bosher TV show. Um, if you love family theater, we sat down with the writer, Robert Hacker, on Thursday. Friday, Terry Moore. Saturday, Dina Martin live, and Sunday, Jane Witters. Mm. So that's the lineup for the week, and so. The midnight. And that's that's Walton's explanation of why we're here at ten thirty. Bill said he decided that he couldn't do. Well, we knew over a week ago that him and Mike were gonna sneak out of town, and Bill's working, I think, even though he's sick tonight. They go to Mexico again. Well, Bill, Mike did. Bill probably wouldn't earn the money that way. He could go to Mexico, but I think he's earning his keep. And then he decided to beg off Tuesday, Wednesday, and I said, well, if you're so sick, I'll take Thursday, too. 
plus Kim's coming home, so... Yep, she'll be home. Hopefully, yeah. Yep, and then uh, I just figured Patricia needs time to rest. My my, yeah. da- my dad asked me, Patricia, just before showtime, are you working, Patricia, too hard? No. Uh, oh, can I talk to your dad, please? I, I, I can do that. We can give, we can call the family tonight. And then, and then I would say, oh, that is so sweet of you to think of me. We can call the family. Do I need to repeat that? Yes. Oh, that was so sweet of your father to think of me, Walden. <laughs> well, who has been working me to death, yes. working me to death. So, Charles, what is your weather up there tonight? Well, work at work, you working too hard will be every night this week at, at midnight. That'll be working hard. That's a, well, that was last week. She did that. She she done her she done her time. Make it a whole new <laughs> year. Six six out of eight nights for Patricia. She really earned her Boy, keep. I, okay, he's he's killing me, Charles. He's <laughs> killing me. So, all right, tell me about the weather. Then we're going to move, and then you're going to call us back, right? You're going to be with us for a while tonight. I plan to, yes. All right. Good on you. So what is your weather up there? What is today, Monday? That's what I heard. I'm so some, confused. Some, I know. Not, I mean, that's just because you're on every night. Well, yeah, I know. That does, that does confuse people. I mean, if time were done, I'm going to be on this station for, what, 14 days or some crazy thing, you know. Bill and Mike who, yeah. Yeah. Bill and Mike who. Well, plus the holiday for at the beginning of the week, it's like... It's, I know. Uh, it is so cold though, out in my garage. Oh, it is freezing outside. So that's in California. That's the weather report. What's freezing? 60? Yeah. Oh. I got no, my, it isn't. It's, I know it's colder than that. I got Hold my, on. I got my sweater on, my sweatshirt on, my t-shirt on, my jeans on, my socks on, my shoes on. Well, they said it's 51, Walden. You poor baby. It's 51 degrees. Buh, 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 buh. Listen, when you don't have any heat on, and it's that cold outside, and it's cold coming inside, I'm here to tell you, you need to put on everything you own. I'm going to have to. I'm going to have to go look for my stuffed animal and have him sit with me or something, some crazy thing. I'm not it. <laughs> I, I am not. I am not. So, Charles, what is your weather? Well, the other day we were supposed to have a good snowstorm, but it died. We got some, but not enough for me, anyway. Well, how much did you get? I think it was about two inches, maybe, if we're lucky. Just a mess. Then it turned, oh, over, yeah. it turned over to rain. I don't know why. It was uh, in the 30s. Boo, hiss. Oh, yeah, it's like... Then today, well, I think tomorrow's supposed to be out 40. Woohoo. Then a cold front's supposed to come in and it's supposed to be only in the upper 30s the rest of the week. Oh, my. Well, oh, my. I think winter has arrived. Well, it's winter. What the heck are you going to do? Can't complain. Okay. Now, here, here is the hopeful part. Are you ready? Uh-huh. On December 21st or 22nd, I'm not sure when the solstice was this year, the daylight started getting longer. It no longer is getting shorter. It's starting to get longer. So each day you have a, uh, a sliver more daylight than the day before. Oh, Does I that like make you getting, happy? I like it getting dark early. I don't know why. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, well, you and Bill look go see. Oh, gee. well then, well, what did we older, do? So it's not... I, 
I thought we'd raise these people better than this. A friend of mine keeps yelling at me because I want snow, and, she, and they keep yelling at me. They go, well, I don't want snow. i got to go out and work in it. I said, well, anyway, I don't care. I'm not out in it. <laughs> uh-huh. All right. Well, then we just we have to start all over again. I know. I just went in and told my mom that we're going to call her, so the fam- that way Patricia gets to talk to my family tonight. And thank them okay. for being gonna so be on, considerate. Going to be on the air? Uh-huh. Oh. Yep, you get to hear my mom, and I'll turn over to my dad. My mom always said yesterday, Patricia, I'm so glad you talked to Patricia at least once a week. Oh, how nice. Yeah. See, you can go now. Your parents are going to be here. That's true. I don't have to do a darn thing anymore. Maybe, mm-hmm. No. Maybe they'll, maybe they'll spill the dirt. That's true. Uh-huh. Patricia, Patricia, gonna, go. <laughs> Patricia, maybe Patricia's going to book him as a future guest to get the real inside skinny. Mm. Mm-hmm. Or something like that. Uh-huh. Tomorrow, All right. I well, Charles, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I, can't, I canceled my homemade turkey dinner tomorrow. Oh. Yeah. What happened? Well, I, I decided I have to really, because I called them today to see if they were open tomorrow, and they said, yes, okay, got to go to the uh, Applebee's tomorrow for dinner. Oh. All right for you. Well, I guess I that's enough. I used to go every week. Now, with the money situation tight, you know, it's... <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I do not care. go every week. I, a, I do not go years every week. It's holiday, so i got to go get my nine-ounce sirloin, my French onion soup, okay, my garlic mashed potatoes and half French fries. Uh, I think I'm beginning to think I don't live right. <laughs> I, I, have, I have to adjust. And I'm, not getting, and I'm not getting anchovies on the steak either, so... Well, <laughs> neither would I. <laughs> Gee willikers, they're on the side for a steak, you silly thing. All right, Charles, mm-hmm. you are you are hereby officially marked down as a Happy New Year person, and maybe we'll get to talk to you later. Okay, I'll call next year. That's a That's good right. point. That's call right. next All year. Right. Call next year. Oh, isn't that, that is. a scary phrase? No, 2013. And I was good today. I haven't you watched were. any... Uh, you know what? Those things? Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, wow. Good I've boy. I've been catching up on my uh, shows. I don't know I don't know if Walden gets it. He might because he gets, I think it's KMBC sister station. He's huh. NBC nonstop. It's a show, TV channel called Cozy TV. I haven't heard about that one. Oh, my God. Oh. This this channel, well, it, just, it was supposed to start beginning of January, but they came on before Christmas. Mm-hmm. They air shows like Roy Rogers, Lo- Lone Ranger, Ozzy and Harriet, Red Skelton, Lassie. Oh, wow! Shows like Good that and stuff. shows into the seventies and early eighties. So I've been in heaven every day. <clears throat> Perfect. Very excellent. Okay, well you're in heaven tonight because you're Please. going to be with us, and we're going to talk to you later. Okay. Take care, Charles. You'll be on all night. Yep. Okay. All night. I don't know what time in the morning we'll shut it down, but we'll we'll be here all night. All night, all day. Yeah, yeah. Guess, guess what's where we are. Might be all, unless your parents shut it down. I know. It might. Patricia <laughs> might ask them. You never know. That's right. They might send me them. home and say, you poor thing, you ought to go home now. Yeah. And I'll say, okay. <laughs> 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 all right, Charles. I'm going to call, right. call Mom and Dad. Okay, it's going to be good to hear from them. I agree. I agree.
I get to see him once a day. The family get to should enjoy him at least once a year. Like Ozzy and Harry. You know? That's right. <laughs> That's right. I'll, All right, I'll call we'll later. Call later. Okay. Bye. Bye bye. All right, let's call mom and dad. And my brother's up too, Patricia. The whole family? I know. Wow. I know. You know, it's hopefully mom remember to pick up the phone. You you are usually all in the same house, but not necessarily awake functioning at the same time. Happy New yeah. Year! Hi, mom. Hi. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you. I it's wonder so what's going to happen in 2013. Oh gosh, it's here already. I can't believe this. Well, it's so good to be able here. To... It may be where you are, though. Um, I'm I'm missing a couple of words here. Would you say that again? Let's see, it's only uh, 8.16 here, so it's 11.16 where you are, right? That is correct. Okay, that so we've got to make the most of the 2012 then. That's right. We've only got oh, 45, 44 minutes left over here. <laughs> and then I have to go sit in the closet while people shoot off their guns. Oh, my goodness, crazy people. We don't have much time to make our first million, do we? No. Oh, yeah, well. You know, we're, we're trying so hard. I told Walden I wasn't finished with February, although I have managed to get up to March, and here we are at the end of the year. So, yeah, I'm just going to throw it in and start from scratch tomorrow. I think that's a good idea. And never mind a diet for 2013, right? Oh, oh, gee, you know what? I keep telling Walden that we have to patent you and make sure that you are protected forever. What do you so mean? You just well, I mean, you're just such a special person. We need to patent you. We have to. Oh, we have to go out and patent and that. And no copying. No copying. Well, we, we're going. We wonder to. when you're coming out this way again. Oh God! Yeah, Walden says I can stay in the garage. Oh no! Well, no, I was, you can't. But I'll buy you a blow-up bed. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Well, actually, I chose the garage because I know you've got a refrigerator out there. <laughs> well, yeah, but it's just a few steps from inside the house, so that's, uh, that's the okay. material. No, I don't want you to be cold out there. Oh, please, no. Oh, my goodness, no. I'm much too delicate for cold weather. Well, you know, my brother was here for 23 hours, and he lives in Tampa, and I noticed he wore a heavy sweater. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's well, you know, Tampa cold. Tampa is about 125 or 150 miles north of me, and it's just on the other side of a, a line, an imaginary line, that separates the really cold stuff from the subtropical stuff. I got the I have the subtropical stuff, and that poor guy up there gets more cold than I do when there's a cold snap. Oh, okay, well, he, I think he thinks it's okay because he told me he never wants to be cold again, so I'm sure he re he's referring to Nebraska temperatures. Mom, can you, tell from, can, you tell from, can you tell from stories of the winter of 48? Oh, my. Everyone that's my age remembers the winter of 48 because we had, uh, where we lived, we had a lot of wind, so we had a lot of drifting, and when the blizzard came, it drifted in some places as high as the second-story window. And then when we would uh, get out, you know, after they cleared the roads, they wouldn't really, they just pushed it to the side, so when you got to the intersection, you had to really stop because you couldn't see around the snow that was piled up. 
to see if there was any car coming from your left or your right. And uh, that that was a winter none of us will ever forget. And then you could walk on top of the snow because it was crusted, you know, it was, it was packed and it was hard. So uh, I don't know why my folks didn't worry about us falling through, but I guess uh, there wasn't any danger or else they weren't looking out the window. <laughs> no, I think they. I think they probably weren't looking out the window because every <laughs> once in a while we lose a kid down there, and the crews. Yeah, the crews have to come out and get them. Sandy, how long did it take you to be able to get out of the house? Well, usually you couldn't get out. I mean, you couldn't get the car out of the garage anyway. But um, I, you know, I don't remember. Of course, my my dad probably had to do all the shoveling, and so he probably he would have been the one to ask. But of course, he's not here. But my other favorite story is we had um, brick uh, pavement where the car in the road, and so when you had an ice storm, which meant just a little thin layer of ice, ice on brick is just wicked. And we had band practice at eight o'clock every morning before school. I played trumpet, and there were only two hundred and fifty of us in the whole high school, and fifty-six of us who were in the band, and we had a bandmaster who was a tyrant. In fact, I've only recently stopped having nightmares about getting to band practice and not being able to find my horn and that kind of thing. Anyway, I had to get to uh, band practice and we couldn't drive, so I walked on the grass wherever I could and then I had to cross people's driveways and the driveways were never level. They were always, you know, scooped. So, of course, it was two steps and down and fall. And I ended up crawling across a lot of streets. And, of course, you have to remember we don't have a lot of traffic in a town that's 4,000 people. And I got to band practice probably about 825. And there probably were 15 kids there. And the bandmaster was carrying on like he had a full, um, full deck there. And I just sat down, took my place, and started in. I mean... Uh, incidents like that build character. <laughs> yes, well, that's what they promise, but I think it just builds fear. <laughs> but you grew up in snow, didn't you? I did. I grew up in snow country, and that's why I'm not there anymore. <laughs> so how long did it take you to get out? Well, um, in a couple of snowstorms, it took at least two days of solid shoveling. Yeah. I wouldn't be and, surprised. Yeah, and I do say the snow plows would come through and you had to shovel the end of the driveway anyway. But oh. we got to one that and I just said, this is it. I can't do this anymore. And, you know, okay. and I think our town passed a law later on that you had to have one path shoveled through on your property. When on you your property? Because we didn't have school buses, so the kids had to walk to school. Oh, I see. Okay. All right. Wow. So that was a law, and uh, I don't know how many people would have died a heart attack shoveling snow. But, of course, now they have uh, all this fancy equipment, you know, snow blowers and the whole thing. Yeah. Business. Yeah. But it so makes it fun when you... Here. It makes it fun when you get to tell kids, now, when I was your age, I had to walk 87 miles to school every day in four feet of snow, and, <laughs> and they'll, they'll have, have to... a school cafeteria. So the country kids uh, could stay in and eat their lunch, but we were required to go home and uh, only had an hour, and I lived a mile from school. But, you know, in those days, you could walk it in 10 minutes. 
But I remember one time I came home and Mother said, well, you're not going back this afternoon because there was a blizzard at North Fork, which was 35 miles away. And it was a bright, sunny day out when she said that. And, you know, 20 minutes later, you couldn't see across the street. It was like living in a little house on the prairie. Wow. And the weather in Nebraska is totally unpredictable. And I don't know if it was like that where you lived. Well, it it was fairly predictable because we had decent weather reports, but they didn't always get the amount straight. Okay. So yeah, you know, and, and yeah, you'd 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 expect snow and be shoveling two inches off the driveway for the next seven days. <laughs> they they sometimes didn't get it right. But we were in the Hudson, and you know, I lived in the Hudson Valley near. West Point, I and mean, we were so close to West Point that when they had summer maneuvers and they set off, they, they, they had gunfire and, you know, they, they shot off um, munitions, we could smell, we would have a blanket of gun smoke. We would smell gun smoke for days and days and days. That's how close we were to West Point in the, in the artillery fields. But because of the positioning of the valleys and on the mountains, it was very hard to predict how much each area was going to get. Many times all they said was, we're bracing for a lot and you're on your own. <laughs> so, yeah, well, yeah, I mean, it happens. I've been to West Point, so it is a beautiful area. It is lovely. It is just lovely up there. But boy, does it get cold. Well, you know, I remember one month the high, and this was before they gave you wind chill, uh, was 10 below. <laughs> Oh. oh, I checked my law book, and I think that's illegal. It says here on page 28, it is illegal to have a temperature of 10 below. <laughs> Who wrote that book? Oh. It must have been I, a Democrat. I, <laughs> <laughs> well, I wrote it. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's, it's illegal well, to I have... I wouldn't be surprised if it is illegal, but it was mighty cold. And I know my uh, mother gave me several lectures about if you get sleepy, don't lay down and take a nap. Oh, gosh. Bless uh, your mom. Uh, oh, that's so right. That's build character, and that's why we live in warmer climates, because we have all the character we need. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. I've had my fill of character. Could I please use it somewhere now? Oh, that's good. Okay, I've got a question for you. Yeah. Tell me the most memorable New Year's Eve you had for any reason. Good, bad, funny, sad, oh, just anything. I have a very bad one. I was oh, dear. in high school, and I was visiting my cousin, Catherine, in Plattsmouth, Nebraska, and she was going to a party and fixed me up with a blind date. It was the most boring evening I've ever had in my entire life. And that was my memorable <laughs> New Year's Eve. Oh, you know, I don't think blind dates are... Or anything anyone should participate in. No, I'm. What's yours? uh, Well, it's funny that you said that because mine was not a a really fun story. I guess I was maybe 16 or 17, and I went to a house affair, and there weren't very many of us there, and it was a sit down dinner, and we were having a good time. And the guy I was with, well, you know, I mean, his social skills were great, but his father was a, a mortician. So, you know, I mean, he, he didn't have a lot of time to hang around people who were full of life. And, yeah, and, and he, he was 
just so interested in his food, and we were having this fabulous conversation. I don't even remember what it was, but I mean, it was really an intense conversation, and everybody was paying attention to what the other person had. And in the middle of this, Pete says, would you pass the pickles, please? <laughs> I wanted to die. <laughs> I can't believe this. So, and that was... That was an example of the way the rest of the night went. Oh, Pete and I, I did. So. Yeah. yeah, we uh, we did I'm not. I've really been very big on New Year's Eve. You know, I fear it's pretty dangerous to be out there. It is. Yeah. It is. You know, when you're 16 or 17, it's it's an important time of the right. year, yeah. and it never. Well, it, it's it's good thing we're past that. Yeah. Oh gosh, yes. Oh my goodness, yes. This is such an ideal place for me to be on the radio with Walden. And oh, yeah. now we've got a treat. I asked him now. if he was doing a show. You know, I'm, we hardly see him anymore. He just uh, hibernates in the bedroom. <laughs> well, I probably talked to him. him. When he comes out for air every now and then, if he's doing a show or exactly what he's doing. He's yeah, a busy guy. In the, in the last week or so, I've probably talked to him more than you did. Probably. <laughs> Well, I will. Happy New Year to you. Can, can we call some well, dad if he awake? Oh, well, let me check. I'll okay. Go out <laughs> the computer. Yeah, he I'm dad to. I know. <laughs> <laughs> dad. Okay, while we're waiting for your dad, what was your most memorable New Year's Eve? I'll tell you. It's, it's <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Dad. You're on with Patricia. Happy Happy New Year. Well, same to you. We're almost there. I've got 31 minutes left of 2012. What? Only I only have 31 minutes left. You've got a little bit more than that. Yeah, I got about uh, three hours and something. Yeah, you're about two and a half hours. Well, yeah, about three two hours, and a half hours. Three hours. Minutes. Three and a half hours. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm I'm going to run out of year before you do. How are you yeah. doing? Pardon me? How are you? Well, I'm fine. You're I'm doing fine. well? Yeah, I'm hanging in there. I'm I'm going to have a knee surgery in about three months or something. Oh, gosh. Well, I, I know it's going to make a difference. It's just difficult to look forward to something like that. Well, hey, uh, oh, I... I'm, I'm looking forward to it because yeah. it hurts to walk, so. Yeah, so getting it over with. Okay. Well, well, you're in my thoughts, and you're going to stay there until everything is fine, and you call back and say, everything is fabulous. Yeah. And I, I hope you're as, as happy with it. I hope it comes out just perfect. I'm asking people for memorable New Year's Eve. Do you have one that comes to mind for any reason? Yes. Oh, good heavens. <laughs> That's good, huh? <laughs> I, I, I really can't think of one. I'm always usually go to bed with the, with the chicken. <laughs> you are a very wise person. Yeah. How about when you were growing up? When you were growing up, did you do anything special with the rest of the guys for New Year's Eve? in college. Oh, well, you know, usually we were home for vacation then, okay? Dad, uh -huh. Dad, I want you to tell Patricia your Johnny Carson story. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All 
right. I'll tell, okay. Uh, <laughs> I was a freshman, and I belonged to the same fraternity as Johnny Carson, okay? Johnny was a senior, and I was a freshman. And so when we would go through uh, in the fraternity, they would give you hell. Every Monday night was hell, hell night, you know. And uh, they'd give you, well, Johnny uh, was was performing in nightclubs and everything at that time and still going to school. And, well, number one, he put on, we used to have at the University of Nebraska called the Cosmo Club for this is where the, the men or boys would get up and put on a program, and we used to dress up as girls and have chorus lines and everything, okay? Yeah. And, and so I did, I did, I was part of the chorus line when I was a freshman, okay, under that Johnny correct. But anyhow, this one night, uh, on a hell of a night, all of us freshmen we took we we made an agreement and we met and we went down well what we did is we went down to johnny's apartment which was in south lincoln on a big tree line street and so we went in and we got a keg of beer and everything and then uh, so the active upper class member were looking for us so that was it so the word got out so we would go out and hide behind uh, trees, and they'd come driving down this tree-lined street, and all of a sudden we'd go out and surround the car and pull in, and they could go to a party. And so we were doing this early in the evening, and it was dark because it was uh, that, and believe it or not, this car came out, no headlights on, and so we went out and surrounded it and pulled it out. Well, guess what? It was police, and we pulled two cops out of the car. <laughs> and so anyhow, anyhow, they wanted to know uh, where we lived and all. Well, and so we were all given Johnny's address. Oh, my <laughs> so gosh. We were, you know, we yeah. there. So anyhow, they... The police, they realized that we were college staff, and they said the neighbors had complained and just to be that. So anyhow, but anyhow, that was, uh, that's, uh, I remember that is when I was a freshman in Nebraska. Okay. Come to the party. Oh, gosh, that's fun. That is fun. So it's there, and I got a kick out of later. And, but I did, uh, I did, well, when Walden was going to college, he, was, he took a, uh, a medium class, and one thing, he had to go up and go to a live TV show, you know, as part of the class, mm -hmm. and so I called NBC, and I got to Billy, who was Johnny's secretary, and uh, so she said, uh, you know, one asked me when I wanted to come up, and I said, well, soon is better. And Johnny was was over in England going to watch a tennis play, but I all needed to get to class. So anyhow, I, I, we went up within a day or two, and Billy gave me 
we got, you know, we went to a special parking lot and back to and came in the NBC and then we were taken to a special room and then we went in before, okay? Yeah, but I did, uh, uh, I got where I knew Billy quite well and I used to, I got a few other people in to see Johnny that way. God, that's been a number of years ago too. That wasn't New Year's Eve, but I can remember that one. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's a great story. You and Johnny Carson. Well, I am so glad that we had an opportunity to say hi and Happy New Year. You're almost there. We're almost finished with the year. We have to start fresh. Yeah, okay. Well, all right. Uh, so, how are you and Walden doing? You having fun? Well, oh yeah, we always have fun. I always have fun with him. He's just working me to death. Oh, he is. I see. That. Yes. That's what I told Patricia. You see, I said Dad was wondering if I was working her to death, and she agreed with you, Dad. Well, I figured that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I am, and and I'm going to go on strike for more money in 2013. Well, he can probably double your salary. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Well. Yeah, that's right. That's right. I've got so many zeros. I'm I'm buried under the weight of them. Yeah. Yeah. What's the coldest winter? You remember what the coldest you ever been? The coldest I've ever been. Yeah. Well, all right. Well, the coldest I ever remember. Well, we in Nebraska we had a cold, but uh, uh, remember I. We, I made the oil boom in Williston, North Dakota back in the, in the 50s, okay? Right. And Uncle Herb, we were up there. And basically, I don't know why, but I, I stayed up there one winter. And now this is up in, this is up right next to the Canadian border. And we had this, uh, we were grilling oil and we would dinner we'd winterize those rigs and everything and uh, but then we'd use steam heat to keep everything warm but we were out on this one rig and we got a big blizzard that hit and uh, and it, it just got colder in blazes and finally uh, we were out there I think a total of three days before we were relieved and uh, we just actually had to go in, and the boiler room We just had to go in there and stay next to the boiler to keep warm. And uh, the worst part of it up there, you'd get what we call a ground blizzard. And the sky could be shining blue up above, but the wind would be blowing that snow down below that you couldn't see anything. Wow. And uh, they are called ground blizzards. And uh, you can't even drive a car in them because it's, you know, it's, it's just, you just can't, when the wind is real strong and that snow, it's, uh, it just, you know, you can't see yeah. anything. Yeah. Wow, that's the first time I heard that phrase, ground blizzard. I've never heard that before. Yeah, no, well, that's what you, you get up there, see, because you're up well, you're up in the grasslands, and, uh, you know, you've you got 
up in that area, and they so. But when it snow, it it comes in, and then you get a strong wind start blowing, and it yeah. just blow that snow, and maybe it uh. only go twenty feet up in the air. Okay. Oh, now, Dad, where where was the property in the summertime that you drill for oil and get there, Patricia? He drilled and they hit ice. Oh, that was in North Dakota. It was the Fourth of July. We sputtered in up there. Mm-hmm. North Dakota, I can believe that. That that is that is easy to believe in North Dakota. Yeah, no, it was, and uh, uh, and you know now that that same area. When I was up, all right. When I was up there in nineteen oh fifty four, fifty uh, fifty five or so, okay, fifty six. We had the Williston Basin that, and we. <coughs> We actually found two, we had two zones up there that we figured each one would go for 25 years. And believe it or not, they have found more petroleum in that same basin at a deeper, at a deeper depth. And this is where the big oil boom is, is coming in that will probably make us, they say it's going to be better. The United States has more oil than Saudi Arabia. Yeah. And a lot of it is up in that area. But, uh, well, you're gonna make it to are you gonna make it to midnight, Dad, or you think I'm gonna find you in bed? Uh, I'll probably be in bed. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe you can make it to my midnight, and and I'll I'll make an extra noise for California. <laughs> yeah, okay. That, well, that's good. You've only got, what, 45, 49, 49 minutes to go. You're okay. All right. Okay. Actually, no, my goodness. 15, 20 minutes. 19. You've only got 19 minutes to go. Okay, well, good, good heavens, Patricia. I haven't seen you since, so I want to say you were out here to... Uh, 207. ...interviewed Eddie Carroll. Yep. Uh-huh. And that was it, and then I think we went, we stopped down the Fort Myers and saw you... I forget you. what year was that? Well, Five years ago, 2007. 2007, okay. My goodness. I don't want to think about that. I haven't finished with this year yet. Okay, well, I, uh, I'll let you folks go. Sounds good, well, I'm Dale. so happy we got a chance to say hi and Happy New Year. Well, this is really a treat. Thank you. Damn. You be well and, and have a good night and, and a safe day tomorrow. All righty. Love you, Dad. Love you, pal. All right. Bye-bye. And there's my mom and dad, everybody. I think they're keepers. Seven one four five four five two zero seven one. I am very blessed. There is no doubt about that. Seven one four five four five two zero seven one. We're here. Give us a call. We are here. Um, the theme tonight, your most memorable, I almost said Thanksgiving, your most memorable New Year's Eve for any reason. Mine was because I was with a guy who was more interested in food than great conversation. 
So we crossed that one off the list. <laughs> Mom says, do not ever go out with a blind date. Oh, my gosh. No, not a good thing to do. Uh-huh. So, Hello there. Yeah, you're on air. Who's there? The time I'm going to call you guys this year. You are? You're going to wait till next year to call us back? I'll call you. I'll probably call you next year. <laughs> <laughs> that you, Gary? Yes. Hey, hey, happy new year. Happy yeah. new year, Gary. It's uh, minus one. <laughs> minus one. One, my one of what? Degrees. It is. It is under zero. Oh, I thought he was. I thought he was taking a hundred minus one. Oh my oh, goodness. <laughs> God. My goodness. All right, so you should be socked in for a while until the temperature gets a little more forgiving. Oh yeah. Well, see, uh-huh. um, we had the the snow on Friday, and I went out and blew snow all day or for a couple hours uh-huh. and uh, because my son has been sick for the last week oh dear uh, being out there in, in the snow and then coming back in and sucking up his his germs now I'm sick oh, oh gosh that's not good so I'm glad I wasn't going anywhere tonight I was going to stay here and talk with you guys well, see, what, 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 what a cheaper date. That's true. Much, much. We're, very inex- we're very inexpensive. I'm not a cheap date. I'm just inexpensive. I just don't cost a lot. She, she's I a bad... Am-